when somebody is opposing themselves, they're opposing themselves as a believer, you have to emphasize the freedom that they have in Jesus Christ, that they not let anyone bind them, limit their freedom by having them do things that the Bible doesn't tell them to do. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hillard. Glad you're with us today as we continue our study of Galatians chapter 4. And before we uh, go any further, I want to ask you to explain what we just heard. You said when someone is opposing themselves, they're opposing themselves as a believer. Uh, what does it mean to oppose yourself? Uh, to be in opposition to yourself as a believer. That's the key phrase. In other words, uh, someone has added something uh, to God's Word, hmm. and uh, you've adopted that and think that that is something uh, that demonstrates you are a mature believer, and you do it. Okay. You're actually in opposition to yourself All right. because you're precluding yourself from becoming a mature believer by substituting what God has said or how God has said you become a mature believer. Okay, let me give you an example. Uh, good, because you know, I, I think said, I get it in theory. Examples are like windows are to a building. They let the light in. Okay, I know of a church, and of course I would not say the name of the church, that teaches their women they shouldn't wear pants. Hmm. Uh, they're not to wear any kind of jewelry mm -hmm. except for their wedding band, and they're not allowed to wear makeup. So that becomes the standard of spirituality. Now you have women who think because they don't wear pants, because they don't wear jewelry, and they don't wear makeup, that they're spiritual. Yeah. And that's just not true. As a matter of fact, don't even email me. <laughs> Don't even email me uh, because I'm going to say some. They're teaching uh, their women it's a sin to wear makeup. I say for some women, it's a sin not to. Don't email me. <laughs> well, I think that uh, for most listening to this broadcast today, they know exactly what you mean by that. And, and I am going to guess that our average listener is going to say, okay. I get that. I'm not prone to think I have to only wear skirts, that I've got to tell my wife to take her earrings out and let the holes grow closed and all that. Where are the temptations, I guess, for, you know, maybe the person that might be listening to this radio program? Oh, okay. Uh, giving is an act of worship. Hmm. But it does not necessarily mean that you are spiritually mature. There are some mm. people who give their money as a substitute for themselves. Yeah. Okay, well, I gave. You know, I don't need to witness. I don't need to do all this. I don't need to come to buy. I gave. Now okay, you've so got to what you've done, all right, good. you're in opposition to yourself. Yeah. Okay, because you have substituted your giving. Uh, for yourself. Mm. Yeah. And so you're not going to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, by that kind of mentality. Well, I think that, like you said, let light in. You know, that was a perfect window right there. So let's uh, continue to look at this from Galatians chapter four. We continue the message, a threefold appeal. Here is Pastor Ford. So think about this. How do you make an effort uh, to correct someone uh, that may have erroneous doctrine, uh, may be a little off uh, in their doctrinal stand or, or anything like that. What do you do uh, and how do you confront a person 
when they are wrong. Uh, and when you begin to look at it, some of us have uh, the wrong approach. Uh, sometimes uh, when we're in these kind of confrontations, uh, we have wrong approach. Uh, sometimes uh, we are sad. Sometimes we get mad. And sometimes we jump back. Uh, those aren't appropriate when you're trying uh, to show a person, especially someone you care about, that they're heading in the wrong direction. Uh, that doctrinally speaking from this context, but any other uh, thing that you want to share with somebody, uh, most of us handle it by arguing with somebody. And you know the old adage? Here's what it says. Don't argue with a fool because people won't know which one is really the fool. Amen. I like the way George Collin, he's a, he's a comedian, and he said this without profanity. He said, never argue with an idiot. They will only bring you down to their level and beat you because they have more experience at it than you do. That's a good one. Proverbs 26, 4 uh, says, uh, turn to it, turn to it. We might as well turn to some scripture. Since this is Bible study, then we might as well study the Bible. Yeah. And so, you know, now a word from our sponsor. Amen. Proverbs 26, verse 4. Listen to what it says. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Man, that, that is really powerful. I, I like the message translation. Here's what it says. Don't respond to the stupidity of a fool. You'll only look like a fool yourself. Amen. And so we want to make sure uh, that no matter what it is. Now, you can apply this in anything. I'm applying it doctrinally because that's the interpretation of this passage. But you can apply it to anything. Uh, you can apply it uh, when you're talking to a child or to a spouse or to a boss. I mean, it's the way uh, to make a biblical appeal, at least one of them, uh, because all throughout the scriptures, uh, there are different vignettes that tell you how to make an appeal to individuals. How do you approach somebody who has more authority than you? How do you approach somebody who may not have the authority that you have? How do you approach a peer? All through scripture, uh, we, we learn how to make appeals uh, and so here's one, and this is a great one uh, that Paul is making. Let me give you an example. Uh, you know, I teach you uh, and, and try to make sure that I'm biblically correct. So there's a phrase that was very popular, still popular. There's a song, Blessed and Highly Favored. You remember that. And I taught you. Every time I hear something new, I go straight to the Bible to find out, is that biblical? So you remember when we studied it, what did we find? We found it was only said of one person. Who was the person? Mary. Mary. And it was in reference to whom? To Jesus Christ and his virgin birth. So we can be blessed, we can be highly favored, but only Mary was ever said to be blessed and highly favored. It's a phrase uh, that looks at and speaks to the fact that of all the women in all of human history, past, present, and future, there was one woman that was blessed and highly favored because she gave birth to Jesus Christ. That's the interpretation of that passage. 
So then, when people say to me, uh, I'm blessed and highly favored, what do I usually say? Not all the time. What do I usually say? Are you pregnant? Right, because that was a phrase that meant she was going to get pregnant. Okay, but if I were going to be technical, I would have to ask, are you having another Jesus? Okay, so what do you do, Pastor Ford, when there are people who, who like, like I talked to one person, they said, man, I don't want to hear that. I said, I'm going to show you in the Bible. I don't want to hear that. In other words, I like the connotation so well, I don't care about the denotation. See, connotation means how we use it. Denotation means what it means. So how, how about this? Now, you know, Lord's speaking to me. And I say, okay, Lord, I'm getting too much pushback from this. Give me a way to make an appeal. This is what God gave me. Uh, somebody say it. Say, say, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? No, 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 no. I'm going to say, how y'all doing? Y'all going to say, okay. How y'all doing? Have you ever studied that phrase before you used it? Do you know where it is in the Bible? Um, who was it spoken to? Why was it said? Can we really use it? So now I just do like Jesus. I just ask questions. And so here's, here's what Paul said in 2 Timothy 2.25. Turn there. 2 Timothy 2.25. Listen to what Paul said. In humility. In what? Humility. Correcting those who are in opposition to themselves. If God peradventure will grant them repentance so that they may what? Know the truth. And so we make an appeal, and that's what Paul is doing with the Galatians. He's being wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. And so there was a threefold appeal. Uh, so we left off talking about freedom. So if you're taking notes now, that's where we are. Threefold appeal. It's an appeal through what? Freedom, fellowship, and fervency. And so we started with freedom. We never finished it. And so here now, what Paul is doing is demonstrating uh, to these Galatian believers that listening to these Judaizers, you've lost your freedom because their goal is to make you arrogant. Their goal was to make you arrogant. They want you to do some things. What? Look up to yourself. Look down on others. Look around with contempt. Let me say it again. They want you to look up to yourselves. They want you to look down on others, and they want you to look around in contempt. But say, how so, Pastor Ford? What do you mean? In other words, uh, what they're saying in essence is this. Once you add... Uh, this to what Paul said, you become even greater than Paul. See, Paul didn't know that you needed circumcision. Paul didn't know you had to have. See, I'm coming, I'm giving you new revelation. Can I tell you the old adage? If it's new, it ain't true. And if it's true, it ain't new. Yeah, that's tweetable right there, man, true. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called A Threefold Appeal. And we're going to get back to this teaching from Galatians chapter 4 in just a moment. Hey, if you're listening in another part of the world, we'd love to hear from you. I know that uh, many listen to this broadcast online. 
And you may be listening in uh, a far-flung country from where this program is produced in Chicago. We'd love to know how you found this program and what difference it's making in your walk with Christ. And maybe you've got a specific story of how Pastor Ford's teaching has helped you understand the Bible. Well, let us know that. Come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the contact link. Once again, with our message, A Threefold Appeal, here is Pastor Ford. And so what happens? He's saying, I'm arguing from freedom because you think that because you did this, they come to you and say, you're missing out. If you were a real Christian, you would do this. You would have this. Oh, your church ain't a real church because you ain't doing this. You ain't doing that. You don't do this. Y'all don't do this. Well, then how come you got as many whoremongers in your church as we got in ours? Well, how come you got as many liars in your church as we have in ours? How come you have as many married people cheating on each other, Christians creeping? Huh? If you got this spiritual thing and you more powerful than that, you come to this church because you ain't in this church, you ain't in the church. And so here it is now. It's like you do this and you'll be more spiritual. And Paul was saying, no, when you do this, you lose your freedom. And the thing that you think is making you more spiritual is really making you more carnal because you're comparing yourself with yourself rather than with Jesus Christ, with the word of God as a standard. You're not looking down on anybody. Why? Because I don't care who you are. You could be the pastor of Christ Bible Church, uh, love, doctor, whatever you want. You ain't no different from any other man sitting in this pew. You got the same struggles, got the same failures, same faults, same foibles as any other man. I don't want to hear that. Ain't no such thing as somebody who's more spiritual than somebody else. No. Now, I know what you're saying because I'd get all kind of emails and calls. What do you mean? I know people. No, no, no. You don't understand what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. What Paul was saying is this. True spirituality is determined by your comprehension of your relationship with Jesus Christ. The deeper that fellowship, the more spiritual you will be. So you can pay this church off. And by the way, if you want to, just give me a check and I will pay this sucker off today. That don't make you more spiritual. You can shout and holler and tear up every pew in here. That don't mean you more spiritual. You can quote the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And that doesn't mean you're more spiritual. I am not more spiritual because I happen to be the teacher. Lady said to me one time, she said, Ooh, I love you because you are a godly, holy man. And I, I, I wasn't trying to be facetious. I was just, just trying to teach. I said, how do you know that? I said, now, let me just straighten it out for you. I'm not trying. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you listened to me. But listen, all you know me by is my teaching and preaching. You don't know what I'm like when I'm out of the pulpit. So just say that. Say, Pastor Ford, I listen to you, and I love your preaching and teaching. And I hope you live in what you preach. That's it. Yeah. Now, you know, talk to my children. You know, talk to my wife. You won't really know how I really am. It's the people in our crib. And, and then, by the way, by the way, by the way, let me just say it while I'm talking. That's why some of them don't want to come to church because they see that the way you act in church and the way you act at home 
is two different things. That the way you talk in church and the way you talk at home is two different things. The way you treat your husband or your wife in church ain't the same way you treat your husband or wife at home. And they're saying, hey, dead monkey on the line somewhere. That's what Paul's saying. And, and what happens here? Uh, Paul's argument is when you did what they said, they told you it make you more spiritual when it actually you became less spiritual. In fact, what you've done now is you've created a sect. S-E-C-T. What's a sect? It is an offshoot of something that is traditional. He said you created a sect. Now, let me make it practical. Now you say, I ain't come here to hear about the denominations and all that. Well, it's about doctrine and it's about having correct doctrine. But listen, here's what he's saying. That, that what we need to do is this. When somebody is opposing themselves, then what you have to do as a believer, when they're opposing themselves as a believer, you have to emphasize the freedom that they have in Jesus Christ, that they not let anyone bind them, limit their freedom by having them do things that the Bible doesn't tell them to do. That's what I'm talking about, including here. Why do I always say uh, we want to have our tithes and offering, but it's grace giving for grace living because the giving of the Old Testament standard under the law was the tithe, but we are not under law. So well, I argue from the point that Jesus always elevated the standard. And so you start there. That's not the end. Everybody in here should be given 10% of their income to God. If he give you $100, you should give him $10. I believe that. But is that curse on you from the Old Testament? No. We are free in Jesus Christ. And so what he wants is he wants our heart. Guess what? And so and I'll share with you all the time. My wife and I, uh, our goal is at least 50% of our income to God. And we're at 35%. And you think, you, you say, well, wait a minute, that's more. Yeah, yeah, because I give according to my heart for Christ. And so I love him. And I know he gave it to me. And so I have no problem when he tells me, hey, go bless this person. Go do this. Go do that. And so I have taken my very last, you know, emptied out our savings account. After I talked to my wife, of course, to help somebody uh, do what God says do because it's a heart issue. So then uh, you, you do that. Now, uh, listen, here's the second one. The second is appeal through fellowship. So we've talked about this often. How does he start it off? Brethren. What does it mean? Come on, bro, Frank, nice and loud. Same kind. Okay, of the same kind, Adelphos, being born from the same womb. So here's the first appeal. The first appeal was through freedom. Hey, don't let anybody steal your freedom in Christ. And by the way, since the basis of it is truth, here's what you need to do. You have a daughter, you have a son, and uh, uh, they're bringing somebody in that you know uh, is tore up from the floor up, going to wreck them because 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, uh, evil companions corrupt good morals, but they're not listening to you. What you want to do is you don't want to argue with them. You don't want to get mad, sad, or jump bad. What you want to do is make an appeal to them uh, through truth. Now, when you make an appeal to them for truth, they're still going to do what they want to do. Let me tell you right now, if you tell that boy or girl, you better not see them. You just push them more toward them. Now, what you do is the word of God, D.L. Moody says, is like a lion. 
what you do is you just give them the truth. Since the word he said, he said, the word of God is like a lion. You don't need to defend it. Just let it go. And what you want is this. You want an open door so that once the calamity happens, they're not saying, well, I can't go to my mom or my dad or my auntie because they was against it and I didn't listen and they got mad and told me, all right then, don't be bringing them over here. I don't want you such and such and such and such. To me, I can't understand why you would say don't. And my son's right back there. And when he started dating somebody uh, that I didn't want him to date, I always encouraged him, come over here. Yeah, because the more I had them around me, the more I could watch them. <laughs> Let me move on anyway. I, I just wanted to make it plain for you, see? And so you can do that, whether it's your spouse or just come with the truth and this appeal through freedom, through fellowship. Let me ask you a question. Where's the appeal through force? Who is Paul? What's his position? An apostle. Well, how come he didn't just say, I'm an apostle. I founded this church. You better get it straight. Because, you know, that don't work. That doesn't work. Yeah, you have to know how to make an appeal. Now, here's this appeal through fellowship. And I want you to notice, he makes an appeal through their spiritual connection. He makes an appeal through their social connection. He makes an appeal through their physical connection. He makes an appeal through their ministry connection. It's a fourfold appeal based on fellowship. He says it's a spiritual connection. Listen, you need to understand uh, that you belong to Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is in you. But then there is a social connect. We are brethren. We have the same. And then, and then he goes on. Let's walk through it. Let's walk through it. Notice what happens. He first of all uh, 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 said, listen. Uh, from one brother to another, I'm appealing to you. Well, just really getting started and walking through it. And we're going to continue that on our next broadcast. Hope you'll make it a point to tune in. But you can always listen to each and every program online. Come to treasuredtruthradio.org to stream the broadcast, to download an MP3 for free, or to order a copy of this broadcast on CD. Again, just come to treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, Pastor Ford is uh, hanging out with me in the studio for a little bit here. And Pastor, you know, this radio ministry is listener supported and we need both the single gifts and the ongoing monthly gifts, don't we? Yeah, we certainly do. Well, you know what, Steve? I've heard so many listeners and gotten emails. Amy sent me quite a few yeah. emails of people who said, when I needed Moody to hear a word, it was there. Okay, so now we need you to be there. Yeah. And we need monthly supporters so that whenever you need to hear us, we'll be able to respond uh, without monthly supporters. That can't happen because all of us have one time expenses and monthly expenses. Sure. Uh, but Moody Radio needs those partners who will come on board, not just for the one time, but for the ongoing expenses of radio. Well, you can help meet those needs as you give a gift to Treasured Truth and to Moody Radio. The easiest way to do that, come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the link that says make a donation. And you can become a regular giving partner, a monthly giving partner right there. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for praying and for listening today. Thanks also to our producer, Amy Rios. Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio. 
a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.